The quarterfinals are underway in the UEFA Champions League. At the Camp Nou, the 10 men of Atletico battled bravely but couldn't hold on to their first half lead. And it was a Luis Suarez-inspired comeback that puts Barcelona ahead going into the second leg in Madrid. Back to Suarez with a header, and what a goal that is from Barcelona. Fantasy football from the UEFA Champions League champions, and they turned it around. It's Suarez at the double. Former Barca head coach Pep Guardiola saw his Bayern team score early on to edge Benfica on the night, but it's still all to play for in Lisbon. Now out further wide to Bernat, good delivery in and headed in. How about that from Arturo Vidal to give Bayern the lead inside of two minutes. All the best reaction and analysis from those two games to come. And we hear from Laurent Blanc and Manuel Pellegrini as they preview Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester City's quarter-final first leg chances. Plus, we look ahead to Wednesday's other match as Wolfsburg hosts the 10-time winners, Real Madrid. So stay with us right here on the UEFA Champions League podcast. Hello, I'm Rob Daly. It's been another fascinating night of football, and this is how Tuesday's quarterfinal first leg match is finished. Barcelona 2, Atletico 1, Bayern 1, Benfica nil. Well, there's only one place to start, and that's at the Camp Nou for the all-Spanish tie between Holters Barcelona and the 2014 finalists Atletico Madrid. This one was watched by Richard Kaufman. Torres, great chance, Fernando Torres scores, a precious away goal for Atletico Madrid, he kisses the badge in front of the Barcelona faithful, I think it's going to be a second yellow and a red card for the goal scorer, this match has suddenly turned hasn't it, 35 minutes on the clock, a moment of rashness for Fernando Torres, he's just been booked and he's been booked again. Fernando Torres has been sent off. Messi gets away from two challenges, plays it to Alves, digs it across. Jordi Alba with a shot, it comes off Luis Suarez. And there is the equalising goal for Barcelona. It's Luis Suarez with goal number 44 of the season. It's Barcelona 1, Atletico Madrid 1. Messi to Suarez, squeezes out to Neymar. Back to Suarez with a header. And what a goal that is from Barcelona. Fantasy football from the UEFA Champions League champions. And they've turned it around. It's Suarez at the double. Barcelona two, Atletico Madrid one. Uh, alongside me now is our commentator for the game, uh, Richard Kaufman and European football expert, uh, Chris Power. Richard, I'll start with you. How decisive was the red card in terms of the game? Uh, huge. Uh, the biggest moment of the match as far as I'm concerned because it turned uh, what could have been a really awkward night for Barcelona in front of their home fans into one where they just attacked, 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 thanks to having that extra man advantage. And it changed tactically everything that Diego Simeone had set out and seemed to have got working really well because they scored. They could have had a second as well. Griezmann forced a really good save out of Marc-Andre to Stegen. Then that second yellow came and things changed completely. And as we know, the full-time scoreline meant that it's Barcelona now who lead going into the second leg. Uh, Chris, how impressive was Luis Suarez in the way he took his two goals tonight? Hugely impressive. 45 goals for the season. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, really. And, uh, and, you know, 
the pressure after half time in particular was absolutely relentless. Atletico just couldn't get out of their own penalty area. Neymar had hit the bar. You began to think what really might be their night, even with 10 men. But then Suarez, it wasn't, it was a scruffy goal, but it, it's Luis Suarez. That's the difference having a, a, a natural born goal scorer on the pitch because he managed to turn in Jordi Alba's miss hit shot, really. Just managed to turn his body, hook it in with his left foot, instinctive finish. And the second goal was absolutely fantastic. Again, Danny Alves, who roamed down that right-hand side all night, crossed it in, and the header was just terrific. It was beyond odd black from a long way out. And Suarez has, has come to Barcelona's rescue. And what you have to say is they reacted like champions at half-time. They lost the Clasico at the weekend. They were behind. They were against 10 men. It was a challenge, and, and they overcame it, Richard, because in that second half, that's as good a Barcelona display as, as I've seen for, for quite a while. And we're talking very high standards anyway because they're, they're pretty much brilliant week in, week out. Yeah, the goals in the end were inevitable. It was a question of whether they could stretch that lead. And as it is at 2-1, it's perfectly poised. Of course, now Atletico Madrid have to score in the second leg, but they have got that away goal. Barcelona, well, they've got the lead, which they would have taken at half-time for sure. So, in a way, everyone's kind of happy and everyone's got some dissatisfaction as well to take away from the Camp Nou tonight. But what I can tell you is it's going to be a cracker at the Vicente Calderon. What a second leg we have in prospect here because that away goal could be so crucial from Atletico's point of view. The other disappointment, I suppose, because of the red card, is Fernando Torres is now obviously banned for that second leg. And he was a player that obviously... Diego Simeone knew he wanted to play tonight. He said that on, on Saturday. He'd already told Fernando Torres before the game against Real Betis. He was in good form. He had scored four goals in seven matches. He scored again tonight. He looked like he was really up for it and looked fully fit and as, as good as we've seen him since he's come back to Atletico Madrid. But they won't be able to call on him now for that second leg. So can Atletico stop them scoring? In Madrid, because in the, in the seven, the seven, you've talked about these seven games in a row when they have been beaten by them, but, but two years ago, they did beat them 1-0 at home to progress. Yes, they can. They'll have to play as well at the back as they did. I know that almost sounds silly. They've conceded two goals, but Diego Godin was magnificent at the new Camp. I mean, that's as good a centre-half performance as, as I've seen in the UEFA Champions League, certainly this season. And young Lucas Hernandez alongside him was also excellent. They will have to play... Very, very well. But we saw two years ago they can do it. I think we saw a little bit of a, an evolution from Diego Simeone's side because they didn't just come and, and sit back. And they'll have to go. They don't want to chase that, that goal that they need to score too hard. Otherwise, Barcelona will score. But, you know, at the same time, they still need to pose a threat. I think, I think they'll set up again to, to stay in the game for, for as long as possible, even, even if they're at home. And if they pinch that goal in the 80th minute, you know, instead of the fifth minute, it might give them a better chance. They certainly can keep a clean sheet. They'll have to defend as, they, as well as they did in the second half in particular, even though they conceded twice. Well, the game's eight days away, but I'm sure Diego Simeone's mind is already racing about how he's going to play it. Uh, Richard, some, some reaction from our match winner as well. Yeah, just a quick quote from uh, Luis Suarez, who said, the most important thing is we won, and they will have to score at the Calderon. And uh, I suppose that is... The positivity that Barcelona will take away, they have come out on top of a match which looked after half an hour like it might slip away. And they are the side in the ascendancy at some point. 
if the score remains the same as uh, Chris was saying, that Atletico Madrid are going to have to try and yeah, to yeah. get that goal. But uh, I would I wouldn't want to call it. It's it, it's on as even as far as I'm concerned heading into that second leg. Right, I won't ask for a prediction because <laughs> neither of you want that. Uh, but, but we don't know. I mean, it, it could easily <laughs> go either way. Uh, okay, more for the guys uh, in a moment. Barcelona two, uh, Atletico one on Tuesday night. So the other quarterfinal first leg took place in Munich as the 2013 winners Bayern hosted Benfica. UEFA.com's Mark Scott. Watch this one. Now out further wide to Bernat. Good delivery in and headed in. How about that from Arturo Vidal to give Bayern the lead inside of two minutes. It's Bayern 1, Benfica 0. What a start for the Bundesliga leaders. Jonas's turn, chance here, saved by Neuer. Well, from out of nothing, Benfica could have been level. And Jonas, who's been their go-to man this season, had the opportunity that was fisted away by Manuel Neuer. Here come Benfica, low ball in towards the near post. Oh, and they want handball in there to Benfica, and it's fired over the top by Nico Gaetan. Jonas was in there, it was a real goal scramble, and the Bayern bodies did just enough. Vidal, lovely pass through the centre. Lewandowski squares for Lahm. Oh, what a miss. What a missed opportunity. Benfica survives. Well, let's speak to uh, Mark Scott now. It did finish 1-0 to Bayern. 1-0 to the Bayern. I don't think that's going to catch on, Mark, is it? No, it might not do, but uh, it is what's been happening recently. Three consecutive 1-0 victories uh, for Bayern. They were a bit more convincing today than they were on Saturday against Eintracht Frankfurt. They certainly looked a bit more at their flowing best. There was some nice link-up play between uh, Ribéry and Douglas Costa, but they didn't take their chances in the first half. Part of that is down to the performance of uh, the uh, young goalkeeper, uh, Edison, who had a really impressive display. It's only his second ever UEFA Champions League appearance, uh, stepping in with Julio Cesar, the uh, veteran out injured at the moment. But the 22-year-old did really well. Some brave goalkeeping, some good judgment as well from a few long-range efforts that came in. But uh, Bayern were decent in the first half. They, they were looking like they were clicking through the gears. However... Benfica then seemed to get the measure of them. They closed down the space. They had a much better shape. And in the second half, they actually had a few opportunities of their own, the best of which fell to Jonas there. Go-to man in front of goal this season. 30 goals in the Portuguese league, more than uh, Messi uh, and Ronaldo have managed in the Spanish Liga. But one-on-one uh, -on -one with Neuer after a good swivel away from Alaba, he uh, put it too close to the keeper, who uh, made only his third save in his last three games for Bayern. And uh, that's the only save he was required to make as they kept a clean sheet and edged it by a goal to nil. But certainly, despite the fact that Bayern won on the night, uh, Benfica seemed the more happy of the two sides when the full-time whistle went. Uh, well, let's hear from one of the Benf Benfica players, their defender, Victor Lendelov. Well, it was a very, very tough start, of course, but uh, I think we, we came back strong after the goal. And uh, they created some chances, but not like really, really good chances. So I think after the goal, it was tough, but we, we came back strong, I think. We are always very focused in to do too well defensively. And uh, I think we, we did a good game today and uh, created some chances and uh, we could have scored some goals, but uh, it was a tough game and it was uh, still a good result for us and we'll see in the, in the next game. I suppose part of the problem for Benfica now, Mark, looking ahead to the, to the second leg, is that if they concede an away goal, they need three. And it's going to be very difficult to stop Bayern 
You know, despite the fact that they're not free scoring at the moment, stopping them scoring at all is near impossible. Yeah, um, one thing that will make it even trickier for them if they do need to uh, get three goals is that Jonas is actually suspended for the return match after he picked up a caution at Bayern on Tuesday night. So that is going to be a big miss for them in the return leg. Um, yeah, I, I think that you're right that, you know, stopping Bayern scoring is going to be tricky. But the person you just heard from there, Victor Lindelof, the, uh, the young Swedish defender, recently made his uh, debut for the Swedish national side, was absolutely brilliant this evening and is... Uh, strong contender for my personal man of the match award because he managed to keep Lewandowski quiet for pretty much all night apart from late on when he had a good opportunity he tried to square to Philip Lahm it was a really poor pass and Lahm couldn't get in the end of it and the chance was gone but uh, considering that he was playing with uh, the uh, Benfica B team uh, just a, a few months ago and only really came in after injuries to the likes of uh, Louis Zhao and uh, Lissandro as well he looked at home in the UEFA Champions League this evening and you know Robert Lewandowski arguably one of if not the hottest striker around this season given the goals he scored and he really stood up to the task very well so perhaps they shouldn't be too worried about keeping uh, Bayern quiet in the return okay so we're getting a reaction in all the time on match day life and we have just heard uh, from Pep Guardiola he's been asked if it was tougher to break down Benfica than he expected we are um, a team dominating Portugal so it's a very, very good team. I, I said yesterday in the press conference so the people don't believe me because they don't see Benfica, they didn't see Benfica today. They realize how good team they are. But we make a good performance except uh, the last 20 minutes for the first half. Uh, the other, we play good, we create uh, enough uh, chances to, to score more than one goal. But it is the Champions League, so I'm so happy for the performance of the goalkeepers, for the Hebrides. For the strikers, midfielders, for Frank Ribery played amazing. So we are there. So, of course, so it doesn't matter the, the result here. So you have to, to fly to, to, Lisa, to Lisbon, Lisbon and, and try to, to make a good performance. Interesting. He picked out for Frank Ribery for praise. Mamon Neuer, I should say, didn't have too much to do, um, but he's been speaking after the game. Yeah, that's right. He uh, actually mentioned that it was uh, just like the game against Eintracht Frankfurt on Saturday, which Bayern also only won by a goal to nil and a not too convincing performance. Uh, he, he says that Bayern had a few good chances. They didn't take them. Uh, Benfica's defence deserved credit, though. Their four-man back line works pretty well. Uh, in the end, uh, Bayern missed the chance to score a second goal, but sometimes a 1-0 just has to be enough. And it's interesting, he praised Benfica's defence, which is exactly what Pep Guardiola was doing in the build-up to this game. Uh, Mark, thank you very much indeed. So Bayern 1-0 winners over Benfica coming up. We're going to look ahead to Wednesday's quarter-final first legs when Paris Saint-Germain host Manchester City and Wolfsburg play Real Madrid. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein, zum racismus. Nei, til racismo. Nei, de racismo. No, to racism. No al racismo. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Arjen Robben, Gareth Bale and Lionel Messi are just a few of the UEFA Champions League stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live.
Well, we have two more fantastic matches on Wednesday night in the UEFA Champions League, starting with our main featured commentary from the Parc des Princes as Paris Saint-Germain face Manchester City. Laurent Blanc says he sees many similarities between his side and tomorrow's opponent, Manchester City. Manchester City want to play football. They want to be able to control the game and see plenty of the ball. We have a similar ideology. We also enjoy plenty of possession. Manchester City are a team that are comfortable when they take the initiative and control the game. But they're not quite as comfortable when they are forced to defend by the opposition. They have exactly the same qualities and exactly the same flaws as we have. This match will be a huge battle as both teams seek possession in order to control the match. We want to put them into a position they're not used to, one in which they will have to be on the back foot. And that will be the key to winning this game. OK, let's speak to our commentator for this game, Ian Danter. Ian, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, considering the form of Ibrahimovic, how important is it that the Vincent Company is out for Manchester City? How big a blow is that? It's a, it's a very important miss for Manchester City, without question. That said, um, they kept a clean sheet in the Premier League on Saturday and scored four against Bournemouth. So that will boost confidence a little bit. It'll be interesting to see which two centre-halves Manuel Pellegrini selects to, to, to do that job, to keep Ibrahimovic and those around him quiet. I suspect it will be Eriki Mangala and uh, Nicolas Otamendi who, who will get the nod. Uh, there is one player definitely going to be missing for Manchester City tomorrow night, and that is Yaya Toure. He is out injured, and that is something of a blow for the, the protection, shall we say, that the centre-half for Manchester City get that Yaya Toure isn't going to be there for them tomorrow. Well, Manuel Pellegrini knows it won't be easy, but insists his side won't be playing for the draw. The last two seasons, we couldn't continue further in this competition because we play against a very strong team as Barcelona. Now we improved this season. We now... We know it's a very difficult game that we must play tomorrow. We are not coming here to, to Paris to try to draw nil to nil or trying to, to not to play in the same way we do every time that we play. In any, it doesn't matter in which competition. So. But I think that we have chances to continue and that will be very important for all of us. Uh, Manuel Pellegrini there. Ian, how key is it that Kevin De Bruyne is back? Very important. He scored a wonderful goal on Saturday and he's been sorely missed by Manchester City. The fact that they're, they're so far behind the Premier League leaders, Leicester, I think his absence is one of the reasons why they haven't been able to keep the momentum going since he picked up his injury. Super player, combines and, and works so well with both of the deeper line midfielders and the forwards. He's a very good connective player between those two. Chips in with a number of goals. Yes, I think, you know, as much as you rightly say Manchester City have got to keep Zlatan Ibrahimovic quiet. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the the players like Rabiot and uh, and Thiago Motta keep an eye on De Bruyne and was he tries to affect those gaps in between midfield and defence tomorrow night. Ian, how big a game is this for both these clubs? Because uh, their stated aims are to win the UEFA Champions League. Uh, for either of them to get to the semi-finals, though, would, would be breaking new ground in many ways. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I mean, Paris have had these three successive quarter-finals, not got any further. Um, it's Manchester City's first UEFA Champions League quarter-final themselves. So, yes, we are going to have a, a brand-new semi-finalist, effectively, come the end of the, uh, of the second leg. 
And, of course, there are so many similarities that people draw with the, the investment that, that's been put in to these clubs by their Middle Eastern owners. You know, the fact that their, that their recent success, uh, you know, the, the, the league titles that Paris have won uh, in recent years, as well as the, the, the two league titles that Manchester City have won. There's certainly, you know, big new powers on, on the European block, but they, they need the, the UEFA Champions League just to cement that reputation still further. I think whoever fails to get through in this uh, UEFA Champions League quarterfinal will be very sore about the fact that they haven't been able to, to protect that reputation or, or expand on that reputation a little bit more. Very, very tough to call, though, I think, over these two legs. You, you, you can look at match winners on, on both sides. And maybe, because of what you say, Chris, nerves could well play a part. The nerves about knowing what's what's at stake and what what is on offer a semi-final that they neither side have reached before ian thank you very much look forward to your company tomorrow ian danter will be our commentator for paris saint-germain against manchester city also on wednesday we'll have extended updates on the match in germany as first-time quarter-finalist volsberg host real madrid and john bradley will be commentating on that game for match day life john just how big was that Classico win in terms of this match as well uh, for yeah. Real Madrid at the weekend? I think it's set it up beautifully, hasn't it, Rob? I, I think it's given all the Madrid fans a huge lift. I think it's given Zinedine Zidane a, a huge lift as well. And, and they will arrive, of course, and, and go into the game with, with real confidence. They had to dig very deep to win the Classico against Barcelona. And to put it into context, of course, the season was supposedly tailing off un until... Cristiano Ronaldo's late, late goal with uh, only 10 men produced one of the historic victories for them in a classic goal. John, how big is this game for Wolfsburg then? Never been to this stage and also, I guess, the home leg. Do you think that, that might be crucial for their chances to get a good result in Germany? Well, let's look at it this way, Chris. It's the 33rd time that Real Madrid have been at this stage of the UEFA Champions League or, or, of course, the European Champions Club's Cup in its previous inception, of course. And it's the first time Wolfsburg have been here and, and Dieter Hecking, the coach, has said he wants to go out there uh, and he wants to annoy Real Madrid that his side doesn't need any motivation because they are unfancied. Uh, Real Madrid go into the game as, as the favourites, as they naturally would. But for Dieter Hecking, it's perfect because he says they can play without fear. Uh, and they've shown this season in the Champions League, at home in particular, that they can break anybody down. And, John, how impressive is it to see that front three, the BBC, LBBC, mm. Bale and, and Ronaldo and Benzema combining of late? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and I think, the, obviously, the goal that Benzema scored at the weekend was a huge yeah. lift for him as well because he'd, he'd been going through something of a lean spell. Gareth Bale had a goal ruled out. And, of course, Cristiano scored again. We all know about what Cristiano Ronaldo is capable uh, of in this competition. I think it's going to be interesting to look at them alongside the likes of Kruser, Draxler uh, and Arnold, of course. Three players uh, that for Wolfsburg can always light up a game. Now, they've been disappointing in the Bundesliga this season, but I think that it's the sort of game that they could really shine. And it was interesting that in the last round when they went into the game against Ghent in, in the first leg, they were without so many key players, and once again they were up against it, and they produced one of the outstanding performances of the UEFA Champions League season.
Absolutely. Uh, John, thank you very much. Look forward to having you on the show tomorrow. John Bradley will be our commentator for Wolfsburg against Real Madrid in their quarterfinal uh, first leg. You can hear the lot from 1930 CET on Wednesday night. Full commentary uh, from the game at the Parc des Princes. Uh, more reaction coming in after Barcelona managed to beat Atletico by two goals to one. We've been hearing from Luis Suarez and he was asked how crucial was the sending off of Fernando Torres? I think uh, when Fernando take a, a red card, it's, it's difficult for them. And I think in, in the first uh, 35 minutes before the, the red card, they play very well. We know that, and, and I think we we, we have a, a a good opportunity for the for the one one man extra. And I think we play really good in the second half. Uh, Luis Suarez speaking there after he managed to score both goals uh, for Barcelona in that win over Atletico. Let's hear from Javier Mascherano, who was asked if he was satisfied with the 2-1 scoreline. It was important to win. Obviously, we, we had chances to, to score another some goals, but uh, it's, it's important to win at home against a team that is very strong in defence. So we know that uh, we have to go to Madrid to do our work, our shop, so we try to do the same game that we did the second half. No, I think uh, the second half is the way to to try to 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 find the the semi-final. Javier Mascherano there. And Richard Kaufman getting reaction from the head coach of Barcelona now. Yeah, interesting uh, thoughts from uh, Luis Enrique. You can interpret it which way you like. He said, I saw my players with passion, but also with cool heads and control. Uh, Chris, who was your man of the match for the game in the Camp Nou? Um, I'm not going to go Luis Suarez. Diego Godin, I just thought, was, was fantastic. And with 10 men, I think he kept them in the tie because I think without Godin, Barcelona would have beaten Atletico by more than two goals to one. Richard, who was your man of the match and why? Yeah, Chris, good point because he's been out injured for so long, played superbly, but I hate to do it, but the match winner has to be the match winner. He was talking about cool heads, Luis Enrique there. Luis Suarez showed it. Cool heads, bullet header. 2-1, he got both those goals, so Suarez for me. I mean, he's just proving himself to be so important uh, for Barcelona these days. Let's get a quick man of the match as well uh, from Mark Scott, who was watching Bayern against Benfica in the UEFA Champions League as well. Mark, who was the outstanding performer in Germany? Well, we heard from him a little bit earlier on and uh, mentioned him as well. Victor Lindelof, the uh, young Swedish defender who managed to keep Robert Lewandowski quiet for pretty much all of the match. He's only recently come into the first team, was playing with the B-side not that long ago. And on the big stage, he really produced and helped to keep Benfica in it going into the return leg. Who's going through, Mark? I still think Bayern will just about edge it. Very good. Uh, Richard, same question for you now then on this tie. Uh, no idea. <laughs> 50 50 if you had to say to me who i you know pick one i'll go atletico madrid but no idea oh there we go chris you're going barcelona yeah yeah you're i am barcelona. yeah going barcelona uh well thank you very much uh, gents for your company this evening that's all we have time for on uefa champions league match day live on the first night of the competition's quarterfinals. Barcelona came back against 10 men Atletico in a tent affair at the Camp Nou, setting up what's sure to be an intriguing second leg in Madrid with a narrow lead. Luis Suarez, the hero on the night, with his two goals in the second half. Meanwhile, Bayern will travel to Lisbon, also holding a slender advantage. But Benfica will feel 
they're very much in the tie and will have a great chance to make it through to the semi-finals. Remember, Arturo Vidal with that early goal, that's all that separates those two teams in that last eight encounter. Join us again at 19.30 CET on Wednesday for full live commentary of Paris Saint-Germain against Manchester City. And we're gonna have all the key action from Wolfsburg against Real Madrid as well. So until then, from our commentary team of Chris Parrott, Richard Kaufman, Mark Scott, and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. Now out further wide to burn that good delivery in and headed in. How about that from Arturo Vidal to give Bayern the lead inside of two minutes. Quickly through, Torres, great chance. Fernando Torres scores a precious away goal for Atletico Madrid. Jordi Alba with a shot, it comes off Luis Suarez. And there is the equalizing goal for Barcelona. It's Luis Suarez. Back to Suarez with a header. And what a goal that is from Barcelona. Fantasy football from the UEFA Champions League champions and they've turned it around. It's Suarez in the double. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.